motherfuckers, how is it going tip top of the morn? How are you? Welcome to the podcast. What episode is this? What day is it? Tuesday? First of September. Oh, do you do you remember you dirty whore? Do you remember? 171. Jesus, 171. Uh, random podcast with me, Marquez. How's it going? How are you doing? Eating? What time is it here? It's 4.47. Are you eating dinner, breakfast, lunch? Where the fuck are you when you're listening to this? Talk to me. Where Where are you either? Are you at home? Are you getting ready for school? If you are, that means you're probably too young to be listening to this. But unless you're getting your children ready for school and you got the old AirPods in and you're like, I need a break, I need a reprieve, please God, I'm going to murder someone. Let's have some soothing tones. Soothing tones. Even the way I say soothing tones is very soothing. Um, let's tune into the random podcast. That Irish guy over there in LA, what's he up to? Well, what am I up to? I was just discussing with my Irish friend in New York. How many sausages should he get for dinner? And that's the kind of tough, tough questions we like to answer here on the on the podcast. Why? Well, how many sausages would you have for dinner? I said four. He said, Asher, ah, sure. I would be four at least. <laughs> that means no. He wants at least six. I said, are the big sausages or are they small ones? He said, you know, they're the big ones that are kind of, they're a bit too fancy. You can't really, they're not the classic sausage. You, Everyone loves the classic sausage. I remember in Ireland, we used Wednesdays, I think. or no, whenever the fuck, we used to like go home for, we had an hour lunch. And we could go leave, leave school. And I would cycle home to make food at home just because. And then I'd watch Sally, Jesse, Raphael. And it would take me probably 15 to 20 minutes to cycle home and cycle back. So that gave me about 15 minutes to uh, make food. And I would have to defrost sausages. And sometimes I would have to defrost them in the microwave. And then I came up with a, a method of cooking sausages in the microwave. Now, if you've ever eaten a sausage that was been cooked in the microwave, you know it looks disgusting horrendous some might say it looks like uh, uh just a defrosted sausage and you just have to you have to take the plunge that the microwave works and that's what we like here on the podcast we like to eat microwave sausages the microwave sausage life that's what we are all about god that was brutal but it actually didn't taste too bad um didn't taste as bad as you can imagine and then i would slap it between or just on a single slice of white bread put some ketchup on there and that's your wholesome lunch why did i feel the need to leave school because i just wanted to go home and think i was free i was free no longer confined by the school uniform we have to wear we have to wear everyone in ireland we have to wear school uniform which is kind of good because if we were wearing clothes all the time the vain fucker in me would have been like what should i wear nah school uniform like steve jobs like obama they wear or wore the same thing every day. That was me. I would wear the same thing every day, looking dapper, looking smart. And I would go home and I would um, eat some fucking raw-looking sausages. <laughs> the worst idea ever was when I would... At least I could make them and I wouldn't feel sick. Um, the bad, yeah, there's no frying. <coughs> so my head was like, this is healthy. <laughs> Just microwaving some sausage. You know, I'm very, very resourceful. That's what people are always writing into the, the podcast. They're always writing in. They say, "America, one of the most resourceful, 
dopes I've ever met in my life. And I'll say thank you. That's me to a T. If you've got some, if you got some raw meat, hand it over. Let me, let me fucking microwave it up, and we'll be good to go, Betty. We'll be good to go out the door. There you go. Maybe I sometimes I would have three, and I would roll them up one into each slice of white bread. Just piling on those white bread pounds, you know. This is back before anything was anything. This I was, I didn't realize very rich people are allergic to gluten. So that wasn't a thing that I was aware of. Um, but one time I tried to make a, a frozen pizza. And it was like a fucking, it was just a cheese pizza. So I said, I'll stick it in. Good to go. And I was there and the time was ticking. And I remember the teacher, I think I had a maths class after lunch. And he was like, you better not be late. And I said, oh God. And the pizza was not cooking quick enough. And it got to the point where it was definitely thawed out. So I was like, all right. <laughs> I don't think it can kill me now. It's uh, it's not frozen any longer. It's kind of warm, but it was cold as fuck. And I, it was like a proper size pizza too. Nothing too major, but like a full pizza. And I was stuck with a dilemma. But you know me, dear listener, I'm very resourceful young fella. You know, you'll be out there now in the fields and you'll be pulling the muck and you'll be finding a good potato. But I was like, um, I'm just going to eat this pizza while I cycle. <laughs> and then I cycled back to school on my mountain bike, the green mountaineer bike. And I was cycling along, eating a raw pizza. I didn't cut it up because I was just eating it like it was one big slice. And it was cold, but it wasn't frozen, and that was the main thing. But I remember it being cold, and I remember cycling along, thinking, and it started to rain. <laughs> it started to rain. Like Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande said, it rained down on me. Rain down on me. I remember thinking that. Cycling my bike, sweating like a whore. I was wearing a big puffy jacket, eating a fucking frozen pizza still. A cold pizza. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm definitely definitely going to feel sick after this and then i got to school and i probably had about a third of a con just biting into it like an apple just munching chomping away being like this ah, i should have went for those sausages got into school in matt's class i realized teacher i gotta go to the bathroom and he's like you you need this for your final exams and i said no you don't understand i ate a frozen pizza and it's it's running through me, you know. It's like Spy Superman. It's like the Flash. It's running through me. Father Terry, whoever was teaching maths at the time, Mister O'Rourke, I think it was called. I don't know who was it. Mister Hoggard. Mister Hoggard. Mister Hoppard. Doesn't matter, dear listener. Ruined the story. But now I went to the bathroom, and the pizza came out of me. Came out of me as quickly as it went into me. And that's what you get when you have a stomach laden full of microwave sausages and cold frozen pizza. And you know, you know, I've a palate, I've a palate for the ages. That's what people have told me. They've often stopped me in the street and they'll be say, "Hey, can you, can you taste me?" And I'll taste them. That's say, salty, and they'll say, "Fuck me, you've got such a great palate for such a young fella." And I'll say, "I know. It's been, it's been years in the making. I've been eating microwave sausages, and I have been." Um, eating all sorts i've been eating frozen pizza i've been having a lot of diarrhea but that's what you that's how you have that's the that's the key to getting a, a good palate is a lot of diarrhea so if you're out there and you're thinking of becoming a, a connoisseur of the food world just remember 
you have to go through the you have to go through the pig trough of the eating and that's diarrhea and then you come out the top but your palate I can taste a, I can taste a good sausage from a mile away so basically that's that's what I was doing before this podcast I was in a deep discussion with my buddy in New York about how many sausages he could get and then I got a craving for sausages and now I gotta go drive around LA and think where am I gonna get a sausage <laughs> where am I gonna get a sausage on such a day like today they're actually hard to find. Where you go, where can you get a good sausage? I wouldn't go to Ralph's. I don't trust this. Too many, too many flagrant people out there. Coughing. They'd be lifting up their masks to cough. I gotta go find a nice sausage. I don't want to cook it either myself. Too lazy. You know me. I'll stick it in the microwave. Stick it in the microwave. Pull it out like a piece of raw meat, and you just <laughs> what a fucking disgrace of a lunch. Now that I look back. I remember one time at lunch, there was this girl, Claudia, and uh, she wanted to, to to make out the shift, as we call it. She wanted to score, shift faces, score. So I met her. She was really tasty, very tasty, in fact. Very, very tasty. Um, and I didn't know what to talk to her about, so I talked to her about soccer. And, oh, dear Jesus, did I bore the tasty head off her? Border to fucking death. Standing in a little alleyway behind a little off license, which is a liquor store in America. Standing in daylight. My mind was on raw sausages. Her mind was started on raw sausages, but surely, but slowly, but sure. The more I spoke, the less she heard. She just got bored beyond belief. The opposite of a wise old owl. Wise old owls had New York. The more he saw, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Oh, why can we not be like that wise old bird? Um, yeah, bored the fucking head off her. And then we had the most mundane score ever. Shifted for a bit in an alley. There were some bins next to us, I think. It didn't smell great. It was time to go back. And we never really spoke again. We never spoke again. My buddies were like, did, you, did that happen? I was like, I did, lads. I did, you know I feel like everyone was, my buddies were always playing me down, so they were all surprised if a hot girl was into me. And you know, that stuck, it's something in your, what's it called, performative years? Is that the right word? Don't know, talking to myself. Um, stuck with me. Now, the doubt, why, do you, why is this hot woman into me? Don't know, because remember that time you were down in alley and you were talking about soccer to the girl, and you could see she was bored. And you could see you had lost it. You had lost it all. The girl you had been chasing for a while and you would lost it. And it also stank of old beer because you were behind the liquor store. And any time a hot woman pops in my head now, the whole memory will flood back in and I'll be like, Jesus, yeah, I don't know. No clue. I need this fucking quarantine to end. Going mental slowly but surely. I can't even tell my buddy the other day. I was like, have you been working out? I said, yeah. But I couldn't tell in the tone if he was like, oh, it looks like you're working out? Or it doesn't look like you're working out. So I just presumed it did not look like I was working out. So I was like, what's that meant to mean? And he said, oh, nothing. And then he saw that I was being insecure and he pounced on it. Like any good comedian, he pounced on it. He said, no, 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 no reason. And then I went home and I worked out like a whore for all, all the weeks. I'd been running up hills, hiking, 
push-ups, press-ups, whatever you call it, yeah, abs. I was I realized before quarantine I was in great shape and now I am just a shape. Some sort of a shape, just a lump floating around LA looking for sausages and reminiscing about liquor store alleys. You know, it's a great life. I don't know what you're doing now, listener, but it's a great life. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a high possibility you're fucking on Instagram asking me some fucking bullshit questions. Some girl the other day was like, just randomly, no context. What does T taller mean? And then what does teal taller? And I was like, what are you on? Why can't you just Google this? Why are you coming to me? This makes zero sense. She was like, I just, I don't want to go on. Just tell me. I was like, I couldn't make. I was like, what? Are you on drugs? What is happening? She's like, how are things? Over familiar people. I'm just like, why? What? Who? Am I being rude? What the fuck is happening? You psychotic fuck. And I was like, is that too hard? She even misspelled it. But I, I put it in as her spelling to Google. Straight away it comes up. Quicker than I could have asked. Answered. I can't even talk. I can't even speak. And she's asking me questions. And I'm just like, what is it with Americans and their lack of shame? <laughs> Where does this come from? I was shamed from the alleyway when I was 15. I think that's why TikTok is so popular in America. Because Americans have zero shame. And they'll dance sober like fucking mental patients. Their ability to dance sober and look like the absolute gimps of the world. Absolute gimps. Like, you know those really rave fucking the rave dancers in Germany where they are all, like, dressed as goths and they don't look half as bad as these TikTok fuckers, especially in L.A. And the stupid faces they do. And it, are they, like, are, are they doing... Do they think they're having sex when they do these dances? What's happening here? Why are they doing these stupid faces? They're doing these gun movements. It's always white people. <laughs> it's fucking always. I've yet to see any TikTok with black people dancing on them. Asian people, I can't remember. No Mexicans, it's just fucking dumb white Americans. Sorry, white Americans, but you're leading the you're leading the race in the dumb fox. I realize too, like if if you're a straight white American who's Christian, straight white American Christian, which is like you're four for four there. You have the easiest life, straight. You're never gonna be fucking killed for being a straight. You're white, you've you've dealt you've got the lucky the lucky race card. Uh, you're American, best country in the world apparently. You're Christian, Christ Christianity, I think it won, isn't that the most popular? You're not Muslims are having a bad time, so I think if you were to pick one religion, Christianity would be it. So that's four for four. You could put all four. That should be a nice cake you got going on there. You got chocolate and chocolate and chocolate and chocolate, basically. And somehow it comes out. And if you're like a straight white Christian American, there's like a 99% chance you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like a full-on just deluded, upset, angry closet homosexual closet racist might not even be closet anymore just out there in the new the new day and age you think you think COVID is a hoax you think 180,000 deaths is, is not not that big a deal <laughs> you're just a fucking idiot um, and that's why TikTok is so popular 
that's what I gather from these people dancing. That's who these people seem to be. Maybe it's the lack of hardships. You never had anything to like. Your dad bought you a, a 2019 BMW instead of a 2020. And that's <clears throat> that's your hardship. Now you'll dance sober on TikToks and you'll have lack of shame. I saw one girl on TikTok and she was pretending to be a fucking um, Auschwitz fucking is that the word did I just butcher it am I that dumb now like fucking she died in the holocaust and she was at heaven and she was greeting someone and they were like oh why'd you look like that she was like oh I died in the holocaust (laughs) what is going on tiktok you fucking bizarre fucks why why do you have no shame dear jesus I can still if I close my eyes I can still picture the bags of rubbish the bags of trash next to us in the alleyway as we stood in a tight alleyway and i bored this poor girl about soccer and then we kissed and then it was over and she said all right i'm going back to school and i said okay i'm going back to school too and i walked back in shame the shame the shame i went back to my friends and they were sitting in a shop and they said oh so you're gonna see her again and I knew it was did not go well. I knew I had the shame deep put in me. It was there for life. It's still here. And I said, "Yeah, she will. We'll see, lads. We'll see. You know, I've I've a lot of hop. <laughs> no, I definitely couldn't even been cocky at that point. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I wish I could. I wish I had some of that shame. Now I have to. I wish I had less shame and more serotonin. Every weekend I wake up, every Monday I wake up with no serotonin. <laughs> You're just like, oh no, I used it all up over the weekend. Shit, I fucked up. Come back to me, serotonin. Come back to me, I miss her so much. I miss my beautiful serotonin. Come back, please, for the love of God. I need something in my brain to make me feel the joy. Bring back the joy, serotonin. Come on, away back. With a few too many boozes there over the weekend. Come on, away back. I think my buddy's coming to visit me next week. After he leaves, I'll go back doing sober quarantine. Because at this point, my buddy Leo left. <coughs> and I've been realizing I'm trying to force. I, I can't figure out, am I trying to force people to be fun? <coughs> uh, like, am I trying to get them out of their shells? Um, or am I forcing myself into thinking they're fun? And I'm just trying to block out the, the gaping holes in their armor because <laughs> it's even on day to day i spoke about this but sandwich who wants to get a sandwich who wants to get a coffee who wants to go look at some t-shirts who wants to go for a hike who wants to do anything who wants to go out to gucci and look at thousand dollar belts who wants to do any of these and now i have to be like all right who who now is in an acceptable mood to come do this i feel like everyone in it is going mental they're all going through their own dips and depression i don't know what they're doing i'm just like come on let's just have fun can we not just have fun to get through this why do you have to be down (laughs) they're all down in some way women troubles public troubles um depression troubles and i'm just like but a nice pastrami sandwich <laughs> will that not cure everything you're like nah 
the thing I hear at the moment, at the moment, I thought I was like, are they dodging me? But they're not. They just stay in. I'd be like, come on, let's go do that. They'd be like, nah, I'm not in the mood. And I'd be like, all right. Fair enough. I suppose um, we'll just we'll just wind stuff down, shall we? I'll just go get a pastrami. There's only so many pastrami sandwiches you can get on your tod. And I don't want to deal with it. So I realize too, like when you're young, it's insane when you're a child. How you've no idea how fucking dumb so many adults are. Like insane how many truly stupid, truly the dumb, dumb people. They're probably on Facebook as we speak, passing around misinformation. You know, like, you know, this will take two seconds to fucking Google. Like, asking me what fucking teetotaler means. You know, that'll take exactly two seconds. And, um, you, you, you want to do, you want to do what? Why, why were we not told as children that adults are dumb? We should have been aware. Now I'm full of hope. I meet someone new, I'd be like, you seem cool. Then I'm like, oh, no, they're just... They're being flaky. They're not in the mood. They're down for some reason. You're just like, oh, dear God. What's the point of it all? On the upside, I'm doing a comedy show tomorrow. So that's nice. You know, back in the game. Um, that'll, at least I can... That's the thing. If you're doing stand-up, I can direct the stupidity of people into a bit. And I'll be like, okay, this will be a bit. And now you can, you can go do that in stage um as opposed to now you're just like what the f- i uh, where's the release there's no release there's no ejaculation of the stupidity um it's just all bottling up it's just bl- stupidity blue balls bottling up slowly but surely killing the brains of everyone and it's a tough one but at least stand up is back tomorrow Doing stand up at a, a venue, outdoor spot. The lineup is unreal too. Bill Burr, Michael Rappaport, Neil Brennan, <coughs> Josh Adam Myers, Ian Edwards, Craig Conant. There might be one or two. I think it, I booked too many people. Booked too many people and now it's too good. People have been telling me for ages too. They were like, oh, how... The minute stand up is back on, because the venues are way smaller. Like Laugh Factory is about three hundred, maybe. I can't remember. This one holds about forty people max. I have to pay the comedians, so I'm like, all right, there's just we can't do a guest list. Feasible, it is not. So you got to pay, and people have been like, ah, oh, I can't wait for it to come back. Dying to do it. I'll pay triple the price. Triple the price. I know they're making money too. And I was like, all right, yeah, it's back on. They're like, can't wait. I'm going to bring this many people. I'm like, all right, just so you know, there's no guest list. You've not before. Like, many, 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 many guest lists. But uh, no, there's no guest list now. And they're like, ah, shit. Actually, can't make it. <laughs> Something came up. I'm like, I know you've got a mansion in the hills. and You can definitely afford it. And they say they don't. And then you have to deal with deal with people and you just gotta be like, all right, okay. People were asking me who've never done <coughs> stand up in their life. Um, they're asking me if they can do stand up on the show. 
Um, and I'm like, you want to do stand up and show? Like, Bill Burr is one of the top stand up comedians in the world. You, <laughs> you want to try? You want to try doing stand up for the first time on a show with him? And it's the first show since March 15th, which is April, April, March, April, May, June. Like August, like six months or something like that. I can't count anymore, but you know, it's six months. And you're just like, oh, dear God, thank God the blue balls will be ejaculated tomorrow at the show. <clears throat> I remember, like, it's insane too the amount of people in LA that have told me they remember get, being born. And you're like, pardon? They're like, yeah, I just, it's my first memories of being born. <clears throat> and I'm like, all right. And, one girl at least was like, yeah, I can't tell if I just did drugs and I convinced myself that was, but I think that was it. And I was like, all right, at least that's honest. Other people just be like, yeah, I remember the moment I was born. I looked at my dad and I was like, you're the man. And I looked at my mom and was like, you're beautiful mom. This time I heard a, or one time I heard a girl, she was telling a dude, she was a singer. And the reason she was a singer, because she remembers her dad singing to her in the womb. So when she was inside her mother she heard her dad sing and then she grew up and that <laughs> she was like what are you doing why are you trying to drive people insane with the fucking gibberish that comes out of your mouth remember when women used to come up with that or like girls back when i was in ireland if they wanted to talk about how dumb guys were in front of us they'd speak that igada language igada i don't know how to do it i igada don't igada don't I don't know how to do it. But that's what it's like talking to people in LA. <clears throat> you're listening, you're just like, is this gibberish? What are you what are you saying? Are you are you trying to be stupider? Are you making me stupider? What's happening? Please reveal your please reveal yourself for the love of God. You did not hear your dad sing to you in the womb, and then no doubt they're about to tell you about astral projection and they jump from stairs to stairs and you have to sit there and be like there's people dying <laughs> there's people out there dying and you're telling me about this made up coalition in your head like one time in west hollywood i saw uh, uh, there was a wedding ceremony for fucking dogs for dogs and there was two women there and they were crying there was a lot of people at it more than i imagine at your wedding uh, there was just you and the person you were marrying and one witness who you paid and the priest. But there was a lot of people at this wedding for two dogs. People were crying. I wonder if they're together. I wonder if they stayed together. Or did the dogs break up? You never know. Um, let's hope. I was going to say suicide rate, but uh, I don't know what the dog suicide rate is. Would it be high or low? You know, one of those questions, one of those really deep questions we ask here on the podcast that we don't know the answer of. But it's a question you'll you'll be brushing your teeth one day. You'll be in the doctor's office. You'll be in a car wash, and you'll be like, "Fuck! I wonder what the suicide rate for dogs is. I wonder what the divorce rate for dogs is." Here's a good thing: uh, if you're breaking up with someone, I would recommend going to their favorite restaurant. <laughs> you'll ruin the restaurant for life. If you break up with someone at their favorite restaurant, if it's a good breakup, it can't just be an innocuous one. You gotta go dig deep. You'll bring him to bring him to Chipotle. 
that was the thing. The day my buddy Leo was leaving, we went to Chipotle. The day before, we went to get a pastrami sandwich. Not a great sandwich. It ruined the whole restaurant for me. Then we went to Chipotle. <coughs> I fucking got two flat tires. He left. It was a mess of a day. The whole thing, I haven't eaten Chipotle since. I'm usually eating it once a week. It's been two weeks. Not a sniff, not a bite. Two restaurants ruined. Did Sneaky Leo mean to do that? The restaurant ruining bastards. But that's a good trick, I think. If you want to fuck something. If you, if you want to be vindictive, go ruin a restaurant. It'll make you feel... Yeah, you know, you got to feel petty now and again. I like it. Dig deep. Um, dig deep and... Maybe you didn't even have sex with this person. Do you ever get... I, I like that too. Do you ever like almost have sex with someone? And then you get to know him. You didn't have sex and then you get to know him and you're just like, Jesus Christ. Thank you, fuck. That we didn't have sex because you're awful. I did not realize you were so awful, but mother of God, you're brutal. Jesus. I'm so happy. You're head wrecking. I was drunk. I was horny. I was... Your sexual being, you had me clouded. The judgment was not there. I fucking almost, if we had sex, I would have been pissed. We didn't. Now I'm happy. I'm so glad. That's why I can see when women are like, no, I like to wait fucking X amount of time. I can totally get that now because you just be like, yeah, let's see the true colors. Whereas guys are horny. They're just like, oh, yeah, I'll have sex whenever. Let's do it any old time at all. Let's do it whenever. And then afterwards you get to know them. And you realize that they tell. <laughs> Imagine you had sex with someone. You woke up the next day, and they were like, "Gotta go to my job." You're like, "What do you do?" And they were like, "I'm a life coach." <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. You're like, "Huh? Yeah, I'm a life coach. I gotta go meet someone at Starbucks <laughs> to give them some coaching on life." You'd be like, "You live in a, you live in the studio. Do you have a kitchen?" Be like, "You know." Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> and you're just like, all right. That's what people in LA, they'll just be like broken. Failed dreams, no children. They'll start calling themselves life coaches. And you just have to say, okay. <laughs> Should I get us some sausages for dinner? <laughs> What's going on, life coach? Tell me how to live. How many sausages should I have? <laughs> how many boozes should I have a nice life coach? Give me some guidance. Teach me the ways. I think I'd be a bad life coach. <laughs> like one time my buddy told me, I just remember because I hadn't drank with him in ages and I saw him the other day, we had a booze. And then I was like, oh, I remember the last time we boozed. He tried to come out with me. People love telling me they're good boozers. They want to come booze and all this gibberish. And then they come out and they're like, just can't drink. But the last time he came out with me, um, he said he woke up behind in an alleyway behind the pizza place. <laughs> he was on the ground asleep. And he woke up and there was some old gay man rubbing his thigh. <laughs> and he just had pizza slices next to him. So he thinks he was drunk. He went to go to get a pizza slice. He went around the back. He sat down, he fell asleep, and an old gay man came up and started rubbing his ties, asking him if he wanted to go home with him. And he said, that was when I realized I can't drink with you anymore. And I said, that's a fair point. I, I agree with that. I fully concur. That is a moment where you got to be like, 
what am I doing with my life? Why did I come out with Mark? He told me he'd be my life coach and he lied. I didn't lie. I was just trying to teach it to heart. That's a good lesson. You, you made it that far. <laughs> That's a low point. If, if that happened to be, oh, the lack of serotonin I'd have would be unreal. It would take me on till at least, if that happened on a Friday, he'd probably have to go out Saturday again to ease the pain. Choose Sunday. I like to when Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, Sunday, you're just in pain. You're just lying there staring at the wall. Monday, you think you're back, but your brain is still empty. And then Tuesday night, you finally you get, you get a little drip, a little drop. A little drip of irrigation of serotonin comes drippity drop down into your fucking head. And you smile and you say, you know what? Maybe it won't be all so bad. Maybe I'll just never drink whiskey again. Maybe that was the issue, even though people love to suggest to me, let's drink whiskey. And I'm like, all right, cool. If you're buying a drink of whiskey, I'll take one off you. As my granite said, never say no. <laughs> God rest his soul. Um, and then they'll drink it and they'll pass out. They'll get violent, maybe. I had one guy, he kept grabbing my neck. We were drinking whiskey, he kept grabbing me. And I was like, ah. Oh. Stop grabbing me. And he's like, why? What's wrong with you? And I was like, you just keep grabbing me. And he's like, ruining the neck of my T-shirt. And I was like, can you stop grabbing me? <laughs> and he was getting upset that he was grabbing. And um, he was getting very, up, very upset. Uh, <coughs> and then... He, I was like, ah, I take care of you. And we were walking back to my house, and then he ran away, and then he came back. I don't know where he went. I thought he went home, and he fell asleep on the on the curb outside my apartments. He fell asleep using a step as a pillow. And he said the pain in his neck was apparent, and it made me laugh. Um, and I was delighted. <laughs> Because I was like, nice, you were grabbing my neck all night, and now you got a pain in your own neck. The whiskey. Sometimes it'll make dudes frisky. I have, if you ever drink a whiskey, and then guys will just be like, you'll be like, are you, what's happening here? Why, why are you frisky with me now? Is this the whiskey? Is it a fight or frisky drink? What's happening? Which side of the coin? I have this tweet that I wrote. That once a year it pops up, at least once a year, and people get upset. It's basically Irish inventions, and like there's a 300 year gap after we invented whiskey, and people get very upset. They're like, that's when the English were invading the country and we had more important things to be doing. And you're just like, it's a fucking tweet, it's a joke, calm down. Why are you getting upset, you fucking loser? <laughs> But we were doing well with it. And I feel like it's it this reminds me of me coming to LA because I didn't drink a whiskey till I came to LA. So like Irish inventions, let me pull it up because this is now we do Wikipedia here in this podcast. It's all changed. If you're back, if you were missing for a few weeks, you're back again. It's all changed. So prehistory, the Oma alphabet. Let me fucking explain. Oma is an early medieval alphabet used primarily to write the early Irish language and later the old Irish language. There are roughly 400 surviving orthodox inscriptions in stone ma on stone monuments throughout Ireland and Western Britain, the bulk of which in southern Munster, which is where I'm from. So basically we, we invented a language. Is that before fucking talking? <laughs> 
Or is that a written language? Nah. It was the first Irish language or some shit. I can't even. I'm looking. <laughs> this is how dumb I am now. I'm looking at Wikipedia and I still can't explain it. Ireland's first century BC. Ah, or people writing shit down in BC. It's basically an alphabet. So we came up with an alphabet on stones. Then we came up with a imaniacht. I think that's the Irish word. Something like hurling, which is, I think, it's the fastest hand, handheld sport in the world. I have Wikipedia open in front of me, and I'm still making up half facts. All right, moving on to the 14th century CAD, which is like Gaelic football, which is like soccer, but you just use your hands too. And then the 14th century, we came up with whiskey. Let's get. Let's get some background on whiskey. Um, why was this a Irish? Ah, oh, fuck off. Um, I like the way ish, the Irish word for whiskey is ishkabaha, which means holy water. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Comment. All right. What the fuck? The Babylon's a mess, but no tutu. All right. So we came up with whiskey, apparently. Um, and then there's a 300-year gap. Because <laughs> we're getting too drunk. That's the whole joke. You're getting too drunk. And then the next thing we came up with was Irish road bowling, which is where you propel a metal ball down a country road. <laughs> down a country road. So it's like bowling, but you're in a little lane and you're throwing it as far as you can. So after 300 years of drinking whiskey, we're like, fuck it, let's do some bowling. <laughs> and then the next thing after that was chemistry. <laughs> like, these are good inventions. You go whiskey, get hammered, let's play a game, throwing a ball down a fucking road. And then you're like, the hangover is too bad. It's either too bad... Or you want to make better whiskey. So you invent chemistry. You know, no big deal. And then a couple of years later, you invent or the European adaption of a drinking chocolate. <laughs> you want a little... <laughs> this is so weird. Then the 18th century, we came up with the concept of an entrepreneur. <laughs> Go on to Ireland. Great fucking... So, you know, whiskey... Bowling, chemistry, whiskey, games, hangover, chocolate milk. And if that's not my life currently, then I don't know what is. Came to America, tried whiskey, got lost. <laughs> 300 years got lost. Then I played some games. <laughs> and I said, I got to get my life on, on, on the right path. And now look at us here, drinking chocolate milk, living the life. Um, eating pastrami sandwiches and just fucking around LA and you know what, what else could you want in such a time when people are just getting dumber and dumber and I'm rambling on about sausages I feel like I'm right that's the one problem if I do look at Wikipedia I lose my train of thought and I'm reading nobody likes a reader not in America they like to be told they like to be spat on <laughs> as my grandma was told told me you can never teach someone to spit on you 
and that's a good way to end this podcast i think the concept of being spat on in the times of uh corona pick someone and just spit in them that's your companion now that's the person you're with that's your spitting partner and on that note goodbye this that's the end of the podcast it was a weird one we just petered out at the end but i got a craving for sausages and i gotta go eat uh i died i died to death should have had a whiskey there should have had a couple of shots um but i didn't and i fucked up all right that's the podcast no questions nobody bother writing in because you're dirty whores if you've any uh relationship questions live questions hit me up on the old instagram at the marquez twitter at trickadoo um there's going to be some psychotic people fucking starting shit off with. I'd like to ask you a question and then just ramble on for four paragraphs and there's no question. And it's some fucking dude who's living in a basement and he freaks me out a little bit. There's about 19 of them that message me and they all know who they are. Um, yeah, that's the podcast. All right. We did well. Well done, people. Well done. You know, we ended on a we ended on a, a weak note but that's that's what we're, we're like here it's like the whiskey we petered out i like to peter out we we know we overstayed our welcome but we stayed a bit longer and now it's it's ending on a dud so go on goodbye go out there now go out there now and eat some raw sausages and tell me how it feels tell me what what are you into what do you what you like they can be vegan just don't have the appearance of being cooked they want to look raw and they want to freak people out um all right come on sure goodbye good talk good talk good talk don't forget to write in for some questions next week goodbye good now good talk good talk good talk good talk good talk good talk good talk